0: what's up whisper nation it's a surprise live episode on a thursday i know it's a little bit out of character for us but we want to bring you a live piece before we go live for our mock draft marathon and just let you guys know about that as well as we're going to be giving you guys our top 10 wide receiver rankings on this show so you're not going to want to miss out cuz we got a couple of guys that are a little bit lower than the consensus and a couple of guys that are above consensus and we're going to try to argue our points to get you whisper nation the right guys in your draft right here on the fantasy whispers
1: right here oh! That's right, Whisper Nation. Welcome in. Welcome in to the live show. New, uh, new well, not new, but just kind of an out of nor- ordinary time. We're getting prepped for that mock draft marathon. If you don't know what that is, that's 24 live hours live streaming on YouTube of and Twitch and Facebook and Twitter. Everywhere you want, we're live streaming the whole thing for 24 straight hours of just mock drafting with everybody in the industry. You want to be involved? First thing you got to do is subscribe over on YouTube. Let us know that you want to come and, and check out the show. That's where we're going to be doing these raffle giveaways, uh, you know, all these things, you know, for charity, the Women's Sports Foundation. We're working with Club FFL over there. So make sure you get on over to fancywhispers.com get all your links, follow us on all socials, and we'll be dropping all the links that you need uh, there. I am Big Travy. You can find me at Twitter at Big travy TFW. I'll be joined today by, of course, Johnny Game Time Hicks. Who you can find on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. Look, if you're new to the Fantasy Whispers, consider joining Whisper Nation by following us with all these goods and sharing this video on whatever platform you're on. And if you're listening to the audio, just be, you know, soothed by our sultry voices uh, and welcome in to the Fantasy Whispers, Johnny, we're going to talk these top 10 PPR wide receivers. How you feeling, man? Well, you, you
0: were talking about sultry voices. I, I mean, you, I've been told many a times by a lot of our close friends, and, and so it, it doesn't hurt me anymore. But, you know, they can listen to your sultry voice, uh, but mine is uh, on the opposite side of that. So uh, I apologize if you have to bear through my voice, but uh, at least you get Big Travi. And yeah, the rough voice. thing
1: about that is sometimes I'm in the room when they, they make that comment, and it just gets a, it's a little cringy even for me. Like I, You know, when you listen back to your voice, you don't really love the sound of it, um, and and that's everyone, and especially when you've a- edited hours and hours and yeah. hours. <laughs> you're like, I'm so tired of hearing myself. Exactly. But uh, I will say that when people tell you that and I'm in the room, I do feel for you, man. So uh, it's not that I don't think you have a good voice for it. I, I do appreciate you, but you're the hard hitter. You're the brains of the operation i'm just the beauty you know what i mean i appreciate that oh yeah we got walker Bay saying squad we've got cat's pajama saying what's up guy noah snyder saying hello welcome in everybody we appreciate you if you're here hit that like button if you're watching it helps us grow on whatever platform you are on johnny like i said we're talking top 10 ppr rankings these are straight from our draft kit so we're really excited to bring those to whisper nation right now but before we get into that I had a little bit of news and notes that I want to uh, run through with you, Johnny. If you're if you're down, you know the drill. I'm going to give you a couple headlines we've read uh, that are circulating the industry, and you're going to tell me which one means the most for Whisper Nation for fantasy football this year. All right, so the first one is Mike McCarthy says that Dak Prescott is expected to be a full participant at the start of training camp. So, Johnny, the concern was this gruesome ankle injury, maybe the worst football injury I've ever seen, uh, was going to keep him out, maybe even into the opener. Well, right now, Mike McCarthy's saying Dak's going to be ready. Um, we've heard reports a couple weeks ago, maybe even months ago, that Prescott was looking good, so it looks like he's going to be ready. That's some big news there. Uh, second headline is there's a great chance that Zach Ertz will be on the team at the start of the season. Been told that Zach will be uh, there at start of training camp. This is a quote. Uh, Tuesday. Zach has been working out in the team facility for close to the last two weeks with teammates. He's over the issues quote. I, I, sorry, I didn't get who this quoted from, but this is from the FF newsletter. If you're not signed up, check him out on Twitter. Uh, the next headline, Johnny is Tom Brady's personal trainer slash guru recently said he expects Brady to play for two more years until the age of 45, which was Tom Brady's original goal. So that's a big uh, news. We're giving more of a timeline on the guy who just destroys Father Time himself. Uh, And then the final uh, news nugget we have here is Deshaun Watson linked to the Philadelphia Eagles per Adam Schefter. So, Johnny, those are our headlines. How are we feeling? We've heard a a few things, some big fantasy names in there. Which one uh, is the biggest impactful headline for you heading into this season? The DAC information—that
0: one's pretty big because, of course, we're monitoring that. We have had questions, or at least I have, specifically about DAC, and my a little bit concerned about how he comes back and how they get him completely back. healthy. But I I don't want to touch on that one. That one's interesting. The Zach Ertz one is also interesting. Something else to monitor. I might want to go and uh, edit my rankings a little bit, my projections, which we will have updates on that tomorrow Uh, for God as well. Yeah, because I kind of projected him as, you know, the lead guy. And, you know, I gave Ertz uh, a much significant less, you know, market share initially because I figured that would probably be another tight end that would be filling in there once Ertz gets traded. Uh, So seeing that he'll probably be starting, that's going to eat into Goddard. And that's unfortunate, capping his upside, because I do think he was kind of a tight end that was kind of being a little bit, you know, slept on a little bit, rightfully so, because Ertz is still there. But this is definitely not good news for that. But Travis, the one I want to talk about is, uh, you know, the Deshaun Watson. I believe Tom Brady. I'm not going to question him against Father Time anymore. I'm done with that stuff. But the Deshaun Watson being linked to the Philadelphia Eagles again. There's two reasons I want to bring this up, Travis, and talk about it. One is we have heard so many things all off season from actual people that are, you know, study the law and know about the law. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, their constant thing is I don't see a way where Deshaun Watson plays this year. That with as far as far as legal side, as far as you know, being put on the commissioner exempt list, when and if he comes and starts practicing. All of that stuff has been like in my mind as I'm I'm trying to figure out whether or not to rank Deshaun Watson. But once again, the reason it's coming up is Adam Schefter is linking this. Now, I'm sorry. I it, listen, I Adam Schefter is the best in the industry. I give him that, hands down. But I'm sorry. I'm I'm feeling a little bit bitter maybe maybe a little bit hesitation and jumping in and fully believing what this story Mm. is because of what he did with the Aaron Rodgers stuff and now I get and I understand he he's trying to get out some information and let us know But at the same time, the way he kind of handled that, Roger, it it seemed like it was just like more of a a headline grab to me. And so this is kind of what that seems like is a little bit of a headline grab. We'll see. Of course, you know, the Eagles have been consistently linked uh, to Deshaun. Uh, There have been rumors by other beat reporters saying that, you know, Philadelphia would be interested in a Deshaun Watson trade if possible. If he if things clear up, that's like the other big if if everything clears up and then they could get a deal done. And then you're also talking about him coming over and trying to learn the scheme and stuff. I just think that there's, there's a lot there. Um, I am a little bit excited, Travis, to be honest with you, as far as what this could do for Hertz. Again, we've seen this kind of pull down his ADP this whole year or this whole off season, because people aren't necessarily sure if he is going to be the quarterback and, you know, uh, you know, people are losing confidence because they're like, oh, well, the Eagles don't have confidence in uh in a guy like hurt. So why should we? I mean, from an analytics standpoint, I'll be honest, like if you could go out and get the the person Deshaun Watson, as far as what he brings to the field, that he's he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. So it would in some way make sense for them to try to make a move to get a top five quarterback. However, knowing what we now know about Deshaun Watson, it. It is a little uh, disturbing, I guess, uh, that they would still be so persistent on this, uh, especially when Hertz has somewhat proven that he could be a reliable quarterback, Travis. And I know he had some uh, completion issues. But again, I think that points more to the lack of wide receiver weapons and things like that that he had around him. They beef that up. I think that Hurts is going to be in. And, and I'll be honest, even if Hurts, if Hurts does get traded to Houston, I think I still like him. Maybe I'll move him down a little bit because that offensive line isn't as good. Uh, But he still has some weapons there. He would scramble a lot. He would dump it down to uh, David Johnson. That is one thing that we have seen is he actually doesn't mind dumping off to his uh, running back. He's very similar to Kyler in that sense in that most scrambling and running quarterbacks don't tend to dump off very often. But he's fine with it. And, uh, you know, I'm this is once again going back to the faith of the player and knowing the worth work ethic of the player. And I think Hertz is is going to be a player that people are going to actually come around to once they start seeing him put more games together.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair breakdown, and I think it's a you know this could be a spin of motivation for the Eagles. This could be a bunch of different things because it does seem like they continue to want to push Hertz in a direction of of trying to motivate him. Just wanted to talk Walker base, uh, bringing up how about Acres? Obviously, that would have been the headline in today's show. We covered some of that initial reaction last uh, or. Sorry, Wednesday, when we released our running back show, which I have the link to right here. So if you're in any of the chats, you'll be able to hit that, hit those news and notes. We'll do a full breakdown on Daryl Henderson and what we project for him uh, next week, because right now we're working on updating the kit, which will then update what we think his market share will be, all those kind of things, the behind the scenes. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain, as the Wizard of Oz told us. Just wait for those results to come out and they'll be out next week. But make sure you're catching all our other videos. I could tease it with the uh, we have Henderson as a mid-RB2. Hey, so now I said to... we weren't doing it. I was no, teasing him. I was teasing I, him. No, that... I got you. I appreciate <laughs> that. All right, Whisper Nation, we got to get into what we talked about at the top, what we're getting into here, and that is the wide receiver's top 10 PPR rankings for this year from the Fantasy Whispers uh, from our draft kit, which you can find at the fantasywhispers.com. And speaking of that draft kit, Get on over to thefantasywhispers.com because it's an industry low. It's fully loaded with premium player projections and rankings, consistency charts, and over three years' worth of data, cheat sheets, strength of schedule charts, and so much more. That draft kit available for only $15. Head on over to thefantasywhispers.com and get your draft kit today. I will also dump that link right into the chat as well. We are rocking and rolling through this. So, Johnny, we're going to start with our number one wide receiver in PPR. And unlike the industry right now, we are buying the dip on Devontae Adams and saying he should belong at the top where he was to start the offseason. Pay no attention to the Aaron Rodgers stuff. It's Devontae Adams for us. Number one wide receiver ADP right now in the second round, 202 at wide receiver three for PPR. He was the wide receiver one in PPR and standard, even after missing two and a half games last year with injury, eight straight games with at least one receiving touchdown uh, that last or last year. Tied the NFL record of all time. Besides the injury-riddled Week 3 game, Adams only had two games below 10 targets in each of those that he got. And each and each of those games he got nine targets. So it's not like he was far off. Uh, 18 total touchdowns was the most in the NFL in 2020, Johnny. And now he has 10 or more touchdowns in four of the last five seasons. There's just nothing more to say here for Adams. He's as consistent as they come. As long as Rodgers is in, he should be drafted as the number one wide receiver. But even if Rodgers doesn't play, we love the floor for Devontae Adams. We think his target share is so monstrous that it doesn't really matter as far as being a wide receiver one. Now the difference is can he touch the top one? Uh, Or will he be, you know, more of just a basic wide receiver one, 10 through 12 range?
0: Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers, then yeah, I think he is more of a top 10 wide receiver. But again, and... When you when you're going to draft these players in the beginning, uh, the beginning of these rounds, right? You want to get the most consistent players you possibly can that you know you can bank on what they're they're going to get you back. And the one thing that I will say, and I I uh, Ian Harwitz, uh, 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 he had a tweet out this morning where he was talking about how he didn't like that people kept bringing up the fact that you know uh, Devonte Adams was still a wide receiver one when Aaron Rodgers wasn't in the lineup a couple of years ago because of the uh, collarbone injury. And I, and I do get the situation's different. The well, Ian Hart, it's actually,
1: he had a tweet saying he didn't like it because he's the one who actually put me on to the whole concept. Cause he, yeah, he had a podcast. It, it, was, it. it was this morning
0: and sure. I was a little taken back by it, but I, what I want to say is we've seen elite wide receivers do this all the time. And now again, does this limit his upside and say, do I think he could be the number one or number two or maybe the number three overall uh, wide receiver if he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball? I don't think he can. But do I think his floor completely drops out and becomes a, a top 20, you know, a, a wide receiver too if he doesn't have Roger? And I don't think so. And I also want to point out, like, we haven't actually seen Jordan Love play a game in the NFL we've only seen his college shape we have to remember there was like no preseason last year where we got to see him and so there is that mystery box that hey he could be good we went back we rewatched the tape on Jordan Love and I have to say I was much more impressed the second time after watching him the dude has a cannon for an arm and guess what guess what Devontae Adams is really really good at playing the nine route, going down the field, jumping up at contested catches and pulling them down. So, and when you're in the red zone, what are you going to be looking for? Your number one. They'll probably run it a little bit more. His touchdown upside does come down again. That's what we talk about. But when you're talking about a number one wide receiver, Devontae Adams is very, very safe floor. And I like guys like that. I also do believe that Aaron Rodgers will be back. And so I am buying the dip 100% because I do uh, see if where Aaron Rodgers comes back and then all the people who are buying uh, Adams, you know, in the second round is are going to be extremely happy. And kudos to Big Travis. He got him on his uh, Scott Fishbowl team in the third round. Yeah, I think it was a
1: big discount that I'm still trying to hope to cash in on. I know that some other people were buying some of the uh, Packers players as well on the dip. All right. So moving on, we're going to go to our number two wide receiver, which is basically in line with consensus. That's Stephon Diggs. He's going at 112 right now as wide receiver two off the board in PPR. Look, 127 receptions on 166 targets, Johnny. 1,535 receiving yards last year and eight touchdowns. He's never had double digit touchdowns in a season, but he put up eight last year and had a massive target share. Most total touches by a wide receiver in 2020. Curtis Samuel was second with 118, so it wasn't even close last year with the touches here uh, that, you know, uh, Stephon Diggs was able to get. Most 20-yard catches or more, 20-plus yard catches down the field since 2019. Stephon Diggs leads the league with 40. Chris Godwin in second with 38. Stephon Diggs is that elite-type wide receiver. He is a boom not new, not boom or bust. He's just a boom wide receiver. He has been that the problem has been time on the field and time as the number one wide receiver in an offense. He shared some time with Adam Thielen. Well, now he is in Buffalo. He's been traded over there. I mean, we cannot stress how much the Josh Allen loved him. So we know that the connection is there. That was the biggest uh, issue we may have had last year was chemistry. So my point, Johnny, is that the chemistry is not a question anymore. Stephon Diggs needs to be on your radar. He's being drafted right where he needs to be drafted, in my opinion, with that kind of target share. The only issue I would have is maybe – the production comes back a little bit because they run a little more but let's not kid ourselves they saw what they had with Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs last year they're smart over there as coordinators they're going to continue to get him the ball i'm i am a little i am a little intrigued by diggs you know like a lot of
0: people know i was off diggs last year big traffic big traffic kudos to him he he liked diggs and his value and then seeing i like diggs as a player don't get me wrong But there are some things that I do want to point out, some caution, red flags. And to be honest with you, I don't know how many shares I'll necessarily have of Diggs this year because of where he's going. And I just like guys a little bit more that are going around him. Again, we do have him projected as our number two uh, wide receiver. But I have to throw out these, these, you know, I have to let you guys know what the facts are. The facts are that he only, he only, uh, you know, finished as a top 12 wide receiver five times last year so that's very minimal when you're talking about some, you know like you're talking about Devonte adams he had more games where he finished as a, a wide receiver one and or two than five games as you know finishing out of the top two so then you're looking at some of these other games he's he's finished uh, wide receiver 16 wide receiver 19 wide receiver 17 wide receiver 24 18 23 a lot more of his games are a wide receiver two than a wide receiver one. That's the reality. Mm -hmm. I understand that not every single player can be, you know, a Devontae Adams and get all these. And they did seem to build a rapport, especially down that, that streak where he went as a, you know, wide receiver, two wide receiver, five and wide receiver, two, like that's very impressive. And we'll see if they can continue to build on that. But now I do have a little bit more questions because not only from that, you know, just consistency standpoint, Travis. But also, they bringing in a guy a Miles of uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who we know has been a very solid wide receiver. Who knows about the the Cole Beasley thing? He may or may not play because of the COVID stuff. And then you've got Gabriel Davis, who has been emerging as a you know kind of breakout wide receiver three guy that. Actually, Josh Allen is becoming uh, and getting a good rapport in the red zone and, and taking those uh, shots on the field. So, again, am I saying that Diggs is going to completely bust? I, I'm not going to say that. Do I end up thinking he finishes as a top 10 wide receiver? Obviously, my rankings show that. I just want Whisper Nation to know that when you're drafting him, he might be more of an uh, inconsistent wide receiver than you're expecting if you're drafting there in the second round.
1: I love that take, Johnny. I think it was was well said and what you what you were able to dissect there, especially about the consistency. And you can find those consistency charts and let us know what you're thinking uh, in the chat. But like you can get those consistency charts over for, you know, only $15 as part of that draft kit with so much more. Um, and that can help you break down when you're in between a guy like Stephon Diggs or Devonte Adams. That's the kind of, uh, you know basically the progress report you want to look at when you're when you're splitting hairs. All right, moving on to our number 3 wide receiver, we have AJ Brown who is going at ADP third round 303 as the wide receiver 8 right now. So, let's just take a look at what happened last year. Wide receiver 9 in standard, wide receiver 12 in PPR, 70 catches on 106 targets, 1075 yards and 11 touchdowns. 106 targets ranked 30th among wide receivers. You don't love that, but 11 touchdowns was 5th. You know, Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, Jonas Smith all left. Of course, they made the trade for Julio Jones. But regardless of Julio coming in before that, 40 percent of Tennessee's target market share was available and vacated because of these moves. So now what does Julio soak up? So, like, let's give it let's just split it down the middle. These two are, you know, legit dudes. Uh, maybe they take 20 percent each of that 40 percent that's vacated. That would mean uh, that Brown would have put him at hundred and forty-four targets last year. That would have been fifth most in twenty twenty. Matching, you know, imagine the touchdowns he's able to score with that kind of target volume. Johnny, we told everybody this when we were uh, when uh, the Julio Drey, Julio trade happened that we didn't think it affected AJ Brown too much, right? But the industry has not adjusted yet. We talked about that. We've got him at at wide receiver three. He's at wide receiver eight by the industry. And in the third round, that could be a huge come up for Whisper Nation in their drafts. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's kind of
0: funny when we say here, where a lot of people are really high on Calvin Ridley. And, you know, I understand now he, he is by himself. However, last year, Calvin Ridley was with Julio, and we what we saw when Julio was on the field with Calvin Ridley was very good results from Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley was a wide receiver one, and we generally see this when it comes to Julio being on the field. It actually really opens up that second wide receiver. Now, do I personally think that A.J. Brown is the you know wide receiver two on this team? I don't. I think he's the wide receiver one. And I think that Julio Jones is getting to the, you know, the highlight or the the tail end of his career. We saw the chemistry between Tannehill and A.J. Brown. I think this is a move that really helps A.J. Brown completely break out because you're never going to want to double team uh, A.J. Brown because you got Julio on the other side. So it's going to level out. And it'll also help because AJ Brown could probably see more wide receiver or cornerback twos than cornerback ones that he was going to see, you know, being the only guy. And so I didn't really limit, you know, like you said, there were so many vacated targets that left that I didn't really take away a whole lot of his target market share when Julio arrived I just gave Julio that market share cuz it was available and that's typically what they what we see in this offense so I do think that this is going to be a monster year for AJ Brown I think this is uh the year where you're going to see him really break into that top 3 and once again you want to kind of pick your guys on these kind of bubble situation, bubble years, Travis. And that's when you tend to see the breakout come out and happen. And, you know, I was speaking about, you know, Stefan Diggs and where he was going in drafts and how he only finished as a top 12 wide receiver five times. Well, AJ Brown, he finished the same. He's finished five games as a top 12 wide receiver. However, he did in three less games and he was dealing with a high ankle sprain the whole time. So imagine, imagine if he has a full season where he's fully healthy and then not us. Don't let us forget, Travis, there were, there were two or three monster drops that, that AJ Brown had where he was streaking down the sideline more open than, you know, uh, a Walmart open 24 hours on, on Christmas Eve. And and he just dropped it, and it would have been a walk-in touchdown. So he has that true boom upside that you want in a wide receiver. He's also built like a massive wide receiver alpha. So I love A.J. Brown. This year I'm not fading him at all.
1: Sounds great, Johnny. I think that's a great breakdown on A.J. Brown because it really lets Whisper Nation know what – We need to do here. And that's kind of be ahead of the market here. Just as you start to draft in July and August, know that AJ Brown still is as capable as he was ever in getting those targets and those points. Don't worry about it. And we're going to not worry about moving on to our next wide receiver, which is DK Metcalf of the seattle seahawks right now he is our number four wide receiver kind of around where the industry's taking him in at 209 they got him at wide receiver six or a little bit more above him obviously we know the upside i think that's why we have him ranked so much 83 receptions on 129 targets over 1300 yards and touchdowns only failed to score double digit points johnny in four games last year i think this is just about the fact that we think he is the most consistent wide receiver of these Seattle Seahawks. We think he's the guy that's the alpha, the touchdown upside guy. We know that Lockett's going to have his games, but DK is the bread and butter of the wide receivers as, as far as we're concerned.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad we don't have to answer the question of any like, oh, is he a good receiver? Yeah. I'm sorry, you know, I'm, I'm glad I don't have to bring out, you know, he's the definitely old, good old at grumpy football. guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's definitely good at football. And so is our number five wide receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, who is coming in at 204 per the industry, uh, wide receiver four off the board. We're basically kind of on consensus here as well. 115 receptions on 160 targets, 1,400 uh, receiving yards, and only six touchdowns. Has finished as a top four or five receiver uh, out of, uh, I'm sorry, of top four wide receiver five out of the last six years. And this just will be his second year with Kyler Murray. That is probably what we're most excited about, plus the additions of A.J. Green and Rondell Moore could really help open up things, not only for Hopkins, but for the offense, for them to create more opportunities. So we really like Hopkins. We're fine with him at ADP. Nothing really to say here. Good at football in a good offense is the alpha. His I, I just want to touch his targets could come
0: down because of the added weapons, however, and his his yardage might come down just a smidge. But you have to expect his touchdowns to regress to the positive. He only had six last year. He's used to that eight to 10 to 12 range. Uh, and I expect, you know, with the second year of of Kyler and having more weapons to spread the the ball around a little bit more, he should see a little bit more upside on the touchdown to even it out.
1: All right, Johnny. We got to talk again about the mock draft marathon. If you're watching this right now, make sure you're over on YouTube. If you're on Facebook, make sure you're at least subscribe over on YouTube and turn your notifications on. Or you could become a patron, or you could do both, which is a lot of people's strategy for your chance to mock draft alongside Adam Rank, Hugh Jackson, uh, all these other. Great Loza Liz. Well, you can't mock with Liz Loza, but you will be able to watch us mock with Liz Loza. So uh, Adam rank, Hugh Jackson, some of these other great guests that we have club FFL guys. We've got everybody over there uh, on Twitter that we've just been hitting up. John Daigle from NBC sports edge, Dave Kluge from football guys. I mean, tons of guests that you'll want to get in and, and pick their brain and you can do so by mocking with them. And you can do that by becoming a patron and getting that link that we drop early or Trying to get it as fast as you can on Twitter when we drop it, and then of course subscribing on YouTube, uh, and then being there Saturday, seven twenty four, July twenty fourth, July twenty fifth, ten a.m. to ten a.m. Pacific Standard Time for the Mock Draft Marathon, third annual. All right, Johnny, we're going to talk Tyreek Kill next. He's our number six wide receiver in our PPR rankings per the Fantasy Whispers Draft Kit. Wow. his eighty? Yeah, his ADP is one oh nine. Uh, his wide receiver one status. Uh, is what the industry says, but we've got him five-spot lower. Even in PPR, he's being taken as wide receiver one. So before we ask what gives, let's talk about what he did last year. 87 receptions on 135 targets, 1,200 yards, and 15 touchdowns. 17 total touchdowns with a couple rushing touchdowns as well. 19 receiving touchdowns, Johnny, of 40-plus yards since 2016. That's nine more than any other player. This guy is a big play Waiting to happen. We know that has finished as a top 10 wide receiver in three out of the last four years. So Johnny, I just got to ask why so low on Tyree kill. I almost stopped it when you said he
0: had 15 touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns, giving him 17 total. I almost was like, aha, there it is. That's the bingo and bango and bongo answer that I'm going to give you because the touchdowns are going to come down. That's a massive amount of touchdowns to have in a season. It was very fun to watch. It was very exciting. But what do we also know is going to happen in this offense? Sure. Sammy Watkins is no longer there. So you could say, well, wouldn't that mean that he would have a, a little bit more market share? And I did bump it up a little bit, but you also have to realize now who should be projected as that wide receiver too. now Robinson. Uh, it, it, there have been, you know stats that have shown when sammy is not in the game robinson tends to be more of that on the field uh wide receiver too however his upside is very very limited he does the very short and intermediate stuff very limited touchdown upside the third guy though and tyreek hill or tyreek hill, and uh very similar to tyreek hill is Mikkel hardman right he's very fast and and we've always we've been saying this for a couple of years. Imagine what that offense is going to look like when they got Tyreek on one end and Mikel on the other. And they're like both running goes or both running deep. And so when you're having another player like that, where we've seen Mikel Hardman can take, you know, and do the 40 yard bomb. Well, that takes a touchdown and a possession and snaps away from Tyree kill. So I do and think not a lot. Not, we just want not, to say yes, not a lot, but enough no. to
1: drop him in a ranking that we exactly. are not going to be taking him as the overall number one. And right. that's the point here. Whisper nation. We don't hate Tyree kill. We don't think you shouldn't draft him. If he's your guy, go get him. It's just where we have him preferred to some of these other guys getting some of the targets and volume. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's the exact uh, point that I wanted to make is just not
0: that we hate him as a wide receiver. He's going to be fantastic. We also, you know, we're a big preacher of, hey, get your guys that you like to watch and have fun and enjoy watching. And I'll tell you, there's very few wide receivers in the league that are as electrifying and exciting than Tyree Kill because he can take any any pass To the end zone, they also like to get him involved in the end zone as far as rushing attacks. And so there is definitely upside. I just don't think he reaches that full number one overall potential upside like he saw last year.
1: Sounds great, Johnny. I love the way we're getting through these rankings and being able to give these concise points to Whisper Nation and let them know, like, look, this is what it's all about. Rankings aren't just, you know, oh, my top 10 guys. We all know they're good. This is about dissecting your draft picks at the top of your draft because those are the most important ones. They weigh your team. Those are the guys you're less likely to trade or replace via waivers. So how do we make those guys available to you uh, and, and kind of discern what uh, you need to know to kind of pick between the two? All right, Johnny, we're going to talk about Terry McLaurin next, who's the wide receiver seven in our rankings. This shouldn't surprise Whisper Nation when they know that Johnny loves Terry McLaurin. His ADP right now is 309. He's wide receiver 11 off the board. Just real quickly, Johnny, you believe that, you know, Whisper Nation is getting McLaurin at a huge discount in, at the third round right now.
0: I absolutely love Terry McLaurin this year. I think he's going to really break out in a big way. Uh, We've been on the show repeatedly talking about how much uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to target his alpha wide receiver one, how that wide receiver rarely ever has less than 140 targets. So you're giving a dominant wide receiver like Terry McLaurin, who has proven with terrible quarterbacks that he can still win at the point of, you know, the height of the ball and, and contested catch and all that. And he still is an effective wide receiver. Now you give him a gunslinger like uh, Fitzpatrick to come in there. And I expect big things from Terry McLaurin this year. So if you're in the third round and you need a solid wide receiver that has a lot of upside, go with Terry McLaurin.
1: Yeah, groggy stock coming in. McLaurin is my keeper this year. Pumped to have him. Uh, ha- for him to have a solid QB That's the whole point And look, you want to stake your claim in these rankings And let Whisper Nation know If we predict a breakout, we've got to be confident And that's why McLaurin is inside our top 10 mm-hmm. Allen Robinson is another wide receiver Outside of the consensus top 10 for the industry He's going at wide receiver 12 in the third round, 312 But We've got him as wide receiver 8 Look, averages 133 targets per season Since joining the Bears 150 over the last two seasons Only had less than 10 fantasy points on third percent of his games. Johnny, this was with guys like Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, guys that just weren't the best quarterback. We've got Andy Dalton. We know he's not the best quarterback either, but he's going to be an upgrade from those two. He's going to be a guy who's consistently hit his number one enough. And then, well, of course, we believe he'll be usurped by uh, our guy, Justin Fields, and that should be great for... Uh, for a guy like Robinson as well. So we like both the situations at quarterback. That's why we're confident in ranking him there. And he's just an underappreciated wide receiver that it needs to stop for Allen Robinson. And he's poised for a big year, Johnny. Absolutely. You're talking about five top 10 finishes
0: at the wide receiver position with not the most consistent quarterback ever. And once again, I do, you know, I'm not going to sit here and push Andy Dalton as a super consistent uh, quarterback, but we, we did see him start to put it together in Dallas. And like you said, I do expect fields to be uh, the quarterback there sooner rather than later. And he's going to want to target a a dominant wide receiver, just like Allen Robinson and and very similar to Terry McLaurin, Travis (laughs) Allen Robinson continues to produce year in year out with not the greatest quarterbacks. So Mm. of any of these guys, uh, you know, bar, you know, aside from Terry McLaurin, the one thing I can rest my hat on is it really doesn't matter what quarterback you give Allen robinson he's just going to produce and people continue to um you know devalue him and, and think that he can't do it because he had one letdown season after he broke out and that generally that tends to happen but i'm full aboard the Allen robinson as a top 10 wide receiver and i think that people who get him will also get him out of steel this year and be very very uh happy with uh drafting him and that like third round is where he's going sometimes fourth
1: Apps of freaking Lully. Let's move on to our number nine wide receiver, Johnny. That's Justin Jefferson, whose ADP is currently at two point one two, wide receiver seven off the board. Uh, we have him at wide receiver nine. So just a two spot difference. Um, but what we do have is a five spot difference in actual draft location. So Johnny, I wanted to preface that and and we'll get into obviously what Justin Jefferson did. Um, but initially a few weeks ago, you had Justin Jefferson kind of you were just kind of saying, look, I think he's being drafted a little too high. I think people need to take a break. He's not you know, there is a chance he, he is you know, that was a fluky kind of deal, not saying that it. You know, was, that he's not talented, but more that he wasn't as consistent as we would like, kind of similar to what we were talking about with maybe a Stephon Diggs above, you know? But Jefferson now is sitting here. After last year, he finishes the wide receiver six in all formats, 88 receptions, over 1,400 yards, and seven touchdowns. At one point, PFF had Jefferson as the highest-graded rookie wide receiver of all time. He finished 2020 as PFF's number three-rated wide receiver, behind only Devontae Adams and A.J. Brown. So we know why people love his 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 talent. Um, he just it took a little while to break out. Obviously, COVID offseason, we know about that, but he did finally break out. Johnny, are you seeing the industry kind of adjust to where you'd like it to adjust, where this is kind of where you'd be willing to take him? Uh, are you still kind of uh, fading him for other guys around him?
0: I'm fading him for other guys around him, and that might not be the most exciting. You know, Whisper Nation might not like that. And, and once again, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you if you really love Justin Jefferson, Take him like uh, he's fun to watch. Uh, If you believe in him, he will give you some monster, monster weeks because he has that upside. But the reality is also when you look at the week to week, yes, he finished as the wide receiver six on the year. Yes, his comps were only to OBJ. But when you look at the week to week consistency, the reality is he only finished four times in the top 12 all last season. And you're taking a guy number six off the board at the wide receiver position after he's only going to give you four games of a wide receiver one or or he did he was mostly a wide receiver two or or worse. Uh, that's where I'm like, hey, I don't I don't know if I necessarily want to buy into that hype. Uh, if I'm wrong, you know, and he goes off and is one of the most consistent, I will be surprised. Uh, but I'm willing to you know roll the dice and gamble that that's not going to happen. I think that uh, you know Adam is still there. I do expect Mm -hmm. them to run the ball a little bit more this year because they Mm -hmm. beefed up the offensive line to do so. Uh, And once again, I'm not saying that Justin Jefferson is a terrible wide receiver. I think he's very talented. I just think that when you're looking at consistency and the guys that are going around him, I just told you Alan Robinson has more top 12 finishes last year than, and, and frankly has more top six finishes last year than uh, Justin Jefferson does, but he's going a full round and a half later. So it's just all about draft capital for me. I'm looking to get the best value at each pick. And for me, uh, Justin Jefferson isn't a great value. I'm having to pay up for him and hope that it pays off. Sometimes that works out sometimes it doesn't and so I just like to go with the analytics and what uh, probability is telling me and Travis probability is telling me that we're paying up too much for Justin Jefferson so that's why I am uh, fading him just a little bit more than consensus
1: I don't mind your breakdown and look I think that's what comes down to fantasy sometimes how do you mitigate risk are you a risk taker more are you gonna you know try to make sure you time right those those games that he
0: Oh, that was that. Oh,
1: Travis Similar is yeah. a title longer. There you go. Sorry, you had oh, froze
0: there with a really funny smile on oh. your face for a second. It was good though.
1: <laughs> my bad. It's um hard. just just getting at that the point is, yeah, consistency in this game. Sometimes it's a weekly game, and we forget that because the points come in droves, and at the end of the year it's one, you know, positional ranking, but really it's about every week to week position. Um number 10, the final number w- one or the final number 10. The final wide receiver we're going to talk about today. He's not the final (laughs) number 10. He's the final wide receiver, and he's number 10, and that's Robert Woods. And his current ADP is 4.08, wide receiver 17, but we've got him all the way up at wide receiver 10. Our biggest consensus difference up or down um, in our top 10 is Robert Woods. Now, he's been a top 14 finish in each of the last three seasons under Sean McVay. He's the wide receiver three or better. It's 62% of his game so far. Does seem to struggle with top corners, but that could have been a golf issue, and we're going to see a guy in Matt Stafford come in. Um, He's going to be very consistent, I believe, because of Matt Stafford's ability to push the ball down the field. Robert Woods plays that number one role in this offense. Nobody's challenging him on that. Cup plays that secondary role, but is a great slot-wide receiver. Not saying he can't eat as well, but we like Robert Woods a bit more here, Johnny, and he is in the top ten. Tell Whisper Nation why you are just so jazzed about robert woods uh and and love him in the top 10 right now i'll be honest with whisper nation this is a
0: update that we'll be rolling out in our original uh you know rankings we did not have woods uh ranked as a top 10 wide receiver we had him closer to 14 i believe uh, and i actually had cooper cup a little bit higher in rankings uh, i believe as a top 12 uh finisher however after the cam makers news came out the other day I had to go back in and and readjust some rankings. I did notice um, that, you know, Robert Woods, we all know he gets rushing the rushing uh, or they they run him on reverses and things like that. I did think that Cooper Cup would get a little bit more involved in the rushing with, uh, you know, Cam Akers being out and to kind of help mitigate the rushing load there. However, after looking at history, Cooper cup actually has never been used on sweeps or, or, you know, he might've gotten a couple of runs here and there, but he really doesn't get that much of a market share. So, uh, I readjusted his, and then I actually gave, uh, Robert Woods, a couple, uh, one more percent of the rushing share there, which bumps him up Travis, uh, to that wide receiver 10. Again, I think this is the best quarterback he's, he's had. And, and, probably is going to have Uh, and as well as I think that they want to use him in uh, more around the field again this could be his biggest he's not really been known to be a touchdown guy however we do tend to see that you know Matthew Stafford does like to go to his wide receivers in the end zone and they do tend to score a good fair amount of wide of touchdowns both Marvin Jones and Kenny G all had a a very solid amount of touchdowns each and every single year. That was the one downfall with Woods was that, you know, he would be, you know, top 10 in receiving yards and and targets however the the touchdowns would be you know two last year he did have a bounce back year and have a little bit more touchdowns which we did project uh you know going into last year I think it'll be you know around seven or eight I think I'm projected for eight touchdowns so I do think he can get there and like I said with the rushing uptick now due to the cam acres injury I do believe that Robert Woods will finally finally come back sneak in yeah sneak sneak into that top 10 which we've been we've been asking for for a while and again talking about consistency at the wide receiver position there's it's hard to find a more consistent wide receiver than Bobby Trees as wild as that sounds uh it it is hard to find a guy and he just keeps continuing to get disrespected each and every single year because he's not a big flashy guy he's not a guy who's you know out there scoring 14 15 20 touchdowns in a season but he's a very solid wide receiver, and guess what? Those very solid wide receivers help you win championships.
1: Awesome stuff, Johnny. Awesome stuff, Whisper Nation. Thanks everybody for joining here. We appreciate every single one of you that have been in here and watching. And just a reminder that the mock draft marathon is live on YouTube and other streaming platforms everywhere on July 24th and July 25th from 10 a.m. Pacific to ten a uh, from 10 a.m. Pacific to 10 a.m. Pacific. Uh, 24 Saturday hours Man yeah. I will tell you what man We are going to roll into this mock draft marathon And I am losing it on show today I apologize Whisper Nation We've just been working hard Trying to grind it out and get everything dialed in for that So I, I promise I will get some rest before then Uh, We've we've tried to clear the schedule on Friday, so that way we're able to rest up and get ready for for Saturday and Sunday. But that is the plan. And we will be going live. Make sure you're subbed on YouTube and you check out the uh, Patreon tiers, because if you subscribe on Patreon, you'll get access to those sleeper links uh, before anybody else. And so that's the, the exclusivity you want to be able to get in there and mock draft with Adam Rank. And not only that, but it goes to a good cause because we're going to be donating right. to a charity,
0: those that uh, jump on the Patreon. So we will be donating, uh, you know, a portion of that to the charity. So uh, really excited to bring Whisper Nation this event. It's going to be fun, Travis. We're going to we're not going to have any sleep. We'll be here for 24 hours. People doubt us, but we'll be here. And uh, hopefully you will, too, Whisper Nation. I
1: can't wait. Sounds good, Whisper Nation. If you got any other questions, make sure you're hitting us up in the DMs or joining our free Discord channel for Johnny Game Time Hicks, who you can find on Twitter at Johnny underscore Game Time. For myself, Big Travy, you can find on Twitter at Big TravyTFW. TFW. We are the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Right here. There we go, Travis. We
0: are. Uh, we I got We're back. We're back. We oh. got. We got to let Whisper Nation know how we're changing it up here after the show.
1: Yeah. So we've seen a couple other shows obviously out there, I think like Trevor Noah or some of the other ones that like, have wait a second, little, there's other shows out there besides the fancy whispers. That's true. And that it's true. There are other shows. Um, and some of their behind the scenes content. We know people like, we just wanted to let you guys know that if you stick around after the little closing of the show, we'll have a couple tidbits of just, you know, Getting not that we're not real or raw on the the other mic, but we're there for a purpose. Obviously, uh, showing you fantasy football insights, and we'll we'll obviously probably be talking about a lot of fantasy stuff during behind the scenes. But it'll be more of a unfiltered kind of candid moment that we're going to get on here and just kind of more relax. interactive. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because like um, like we got gro- a
0: groggy style here, saying nice looking hat, Travis.
1: Yeah, I, it Can is I a nice look looking hat, and that. I realized when I gave him the link, we don't have that hat in stock right now. So unfortunately. Uh. He can't get this exact one yet, but we will get that working and get that back to him. Um, I did want to just say, Johnny, we're coming into our third mock draft marathon, and I just wanted to kind of take this moment because we've been grinding so hard for a couple minutes here and and just say how you're feeling about it and, and what you see and what you're excited about and maybe the most gratifying thing to you about it. Um, I'm I'm getting really excited i'm a little nervous you know
0: we're uh you know trying to get all those last minute pieces put together uh and so i i'm i'm like like anxiety kind of excited about i don't know i'm, I'm blanking on the word right now of uh the, my true emotional uh my true emotional state but I am very excited to be doing this. It's been an absolute honor to put this together for Whisper Nation like I like I said and I think one of the coolest parts is just the amount of support we've got from not only the community of TFW but and Whisper Nation with this event and how excited they are with it but also the people that we've reached out to and said, you know, would you like to come on this again? And how many of them were like, Oh my goodness, I had a blast with that. It was one of my favorite things we did last year. Uh, and and so that has been really, really fun because that was something we set out to do when we created this event where we were like, we want to be able to bring, you know, the community specifically our community of whisper nation to the industry and give them an opportunity they might not see in the industry uh, cause frankly, Travis, we, we were really big fantasy football fans before we started this show. Obviously that's why we started the show, but we would always, you know, kind of daydream and stuff. And I'll, and I'll always remember the moment when I first jumped into a mock draft and I don't know if it really was really him or not. Well, who knows? I don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought, you know, it, it, it said that uh, Adam Shefty. That was a tag name uh, for for the on the mock that I was doing. It uh, showed Adam Schefter. He claimed he was Adam Schefter. He gave some information that seemed to be Adam Schefter information. Uh, and so I just remember how excited I was. How excited I was to reach out to you guys and tell you. And we all thought it was really cool with our league of records. So when we started doing this, and this you know idea came up of the twenty four hour. Uh, you know mock draft stuff we're like how do we bring this to our community and build up our community and that was something that kind of seemed like a, a very nice piece to to do both and we knew we'd get excited about it and because our fans uh, are a lot like us Travis
1: yeah I think um, I think that sums up a lot of what I'm feeling uh, the same with you know it's like what, what's been a gratifying experience is getting in DMs with other people in the industry and realizing that, you know, maybe we didn't follow them as much or we, you know, we get to follow them now. and Now we get to extend a, 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 a handout and, and lear, learn and read some of their stuff. But then we get to showcase their stuff to you, Whisper Nation, and just remind you that it's not a zero sum game. I know that sometimes fantasy exclusives uh, it pushes out exclusivity. And that's a situation where it's like, yeah, there are exclusive league features, but this is a game where there's only a certain amount of running backs and certain amount of wide receivers, certain amount of analysts out there. We can all work together to try and come up with the best way. You know, at the end of the day, you're the GM. You're the one who has to make the decision in your lineup. We're just trying to help you go through the process. And I think that's what's beautiful about this. It's a way of actually helping people. Um, and I know this is a game. It's a fake game about football, um, but it's a game that can actually be built on community. And, and helping and and you know at the end of the day love man peace and love man peace and love so like uh yeah going back to just, NAU days. <laughs> yeah exactly i just wanted to let uh whisper nation know that we're excited for the mock draft marathon and we hope to see them there make sure you guys subscribe and uh, help us out we'll see you on saturday right here oh you watched the whole video that's impressive but if you want to learn how to dominate your draft or win your league, why don't you head on over to the and grab your draft kit today, or you can click the link in the description below. And if you're still not sold, check out one of these videos.